When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back for Hit or Quit, and it's time to talk about Stars on Mars, episode number three. And now, here I am, back with a lady who's out of this world. It's Jenny Autumn. Jenny, how are you? Rob, are you saying I'm Mish Crit? <laughs> am I Mish Crit? Uh, you AKA are, mission critical. Yes, took me a second. Absolutely. <laughs> you are 100% absolutely critical to this mission of podcasting crappy reality shows week after week. <laughs> and we got some big what decisions to make uh, here tonight as we talk through episode number three of Stars on Mars, uh, yeah. the new Fox reality uh, series uh, talking about celebrities pretending to live on <laughs> Mars. Jenny, how are you? I'm great. I'm, you know, like life is busy right now, but I'm I'm happy. I'm in good spirits. Um, and, you know, part of that is because I am enjoying the show that we're talking about right now. Like the thing is, like, I always look forward to talking to you. Like I always look forward to the podcast. Mm -hmm. But there are some times where like, you know, we've been watching a show that I'm like, you know, it kind of takes a little bit. The podcast equivalent of uh, <laughs> shoveling ninety-six cups of human sewage. Exactly, <laughs> it was very that. relatable. Relatable, yeah. Um, and so it's nice to actually be looking forward to the the TV watching portion of this experience as well. Um, I just I'm finding it light and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I'm getting things from it that like you know. Um, I think that people would enjoy from like, you know, the celebrity big brother watching like people that you already knew and recognize from whatever, um, you know, like sports or entertainment, mm -hmm. like interacting and like kind of just shooting the, uh, sewage together mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I don't know. I just think like it's silly, but it's, um, it's not too earnest, which I love. Uh, I, you know, I don't love when things are, are taking itself too seriously and trying to be too like, um, you know, moral, uh, mm -hmm. and I just feel like this is, this is giving me what I need in this point of my life. Uh, yeah. it's just a nice, easy watch and there's enough to laugh about and, and at least dissect. And it's, I think it makes, it makes our job here easier Right. Good. Well, I'm happy to hear you say that. Uh, of course, I don't want to speak out of school. I believe this is the world's only Stars on Mars recap. Wow. So, uh, and I should say the solar system's only... <laughs> 
Stars on Mars recap here as we go along. But we do have some decisions to make, Jenny. I know. Because, yeah, we do. Of course, uh, you and I have been podcasting about shows weekly for uh, basically almost a year and a half at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. But we do have an, our, our flagship show, Claim to Fame, is coming yeah. back not only next week, also next Monday, the same night as Stars on Mars. So we have some uh, mission critical decisions to be making in terms of our podcasting, but we can get to that here in just a moment. Uh, it was a big episode of Stars on Mars as... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is the hit or quit podcast. Did we have our first quit on Stars on Mars? <laughs> I mean, they literally said he did. Mm-hmm. They said he quit. And he. I didn't hear him say, I am definitely leaving, so don't get rid of anyone else. But he basically did say, you know, these two are mission critical. I've done what I needed to do here. So it was like, to me, at least what we saw, it seemed pretty quitty to me, but seemed pretty quitty. Yeah. I I like Richard Sherman, uh, that he is, um, you know, a a pretty fun, uh, media personality, but does seem like wanted to pull the plug on on, on, on Mars. Yes. Yes. He was fun in the first two episodes. I mean, we didn't see a lot of him, but I felt like, you know, he he was he was in the mix and he was giving us a little bit. Um, but this and I mean, obviously, they had to telegraph what was going to happen here. Um, he was just sucked of his energy. But what on was this the one. issue, he was, Jenny? He well, I mean, he said he missed his kids. Yeah, but I. Um, as a father of children, Rob, yeah. uh, we just had Father's Day. Yes. Uh, you, you get you get a moratorium on on, on you know, like you can be you can I be mean, candid he's here. Not really <laughs> on Mars, like yeah, it's he's not even that. It's not even that long. It's I mean, what's like with these athletes? I mean, did did Meta World Peace uh, like have to leave a show after like a day? I mean, like these guys I go will, to like NFL training camp. Uh, yeah. And, you Maybe know. they're just making way more money. I don't know. I think I so, so. So the thing. Is, OK, well, there, there are two pieces here that we get from Richard Sherman. Uh, the first. Well, the last is like in his parting words. He said that the hardest thing was being away from his kids. But in the beginning of the episode, as we're getting the setup for him, you know, struggling and not being at his best in this episode, he says it's the downtime, the boredom um, is really getting to him. And he's happiest when he's like running boot camp and doing exercises. So I don't know if it was like so much about missing his family. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's a byproduct of the boredom because you're bored. Then you start missing people because you're thinking about them or you're less distracted. So he he did say that that was what he was struggling with. It was it was the struggle with the downtime, the boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that people on uh, Stars on Mars are as bored as they would be in the Big Brother house? Boy, um, no, because I think you have more to do on Stars on Mars. They have tasks. They have, they tasks, have like mandatory exercise time. Um, so it's only been six days. A lot has happened. Uh, in six days of Big Brother, like not that much is going on. I guess they have no. pool time. Yeah, like someone, no one has left by six days of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but again, it's different with celebrities than like regular people that are, you know, like they're not used to living under these conditions and, uh, you know, having no contact. Well, and that's the other thing is like on Big Brother, they don't get to talk to their kids or their family. It seems like they get like little FaceTime, like phone uh, time with their family. So they're not even like completely yeah, cut we saw off. Ronda Rousey, right? Yeah, Rhonda to talk to her her partner and her child like over like FaceTime or something like yeah. that. So it's like they're not even completely cut off. So that's where I'm kind of like, come on, Richard. I'm disappointed. Yeah. First of all, I did a little silly little draft with Randy Newpol and his friend Anne and Phil and I. And I drafted Richard Sherman first. He let me down. I'm he, a he was upset. over it. He was over it. What are he you was do? over it. I will say, you know, the situation we ended up with facing our like at the end of this episode. I think that I'm happiest with this outcome, but I was still. Yeah. I'm mostly just disappointed that we lost fun, Richard, and he completely gave us nothing in this episode. And he said, "I'm out." He said, "That's I'm out. where I'm." I mean, he came into the show and he was kind of like the Marshawn Lynch interpreter. Like he came <laughs> yes. in and was like, "I speak Marshawn." Like, uh, like I'll tell you what he's saying. Like, I'm gonna help him. Mm -hmm. Like uh, he he dr seemingly drove him there. Um, it was good. <laughs> he got he got Marshawn Lynch to Mars. I guess like that he's done his duty. Well, and this is the question now is like, you know, with him as the, you know, Marshawn whisperer, um, like, are we going to get extra off the wall Marshawn now? Like, is he without Richard there to kind of rein him in sometimes mm -hmm. are like, are we going to get extra wacky Marshawn? Like, or could Marshawn check out? Well, this is what we got warned basically by by Ronda Rousey in this episode where she basically, you know, and we get the setup that these three are very tight. Um, and she basically says one of Marshawn or Richard goes, the others going close behind and then I'm going close behind, yeah. which I don't know if she was saying that. Like, I don't know if she was trying to make it sound like you're, you're going to get rid of the next person and then I'm going to get rid of like be gotten rid of next or if she was literally saying what the other one will quit and then I will probably quit as no, well. Like, I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> Jenny, I, I feel like that this was sort of like the beginning of like the strategy era the of stars game. on Mars. Yes. Yeah. Where yes. there's some talk about the social game and it did seem like we got early on in the episode that Rhonda and Marshawn and Richard Sherman seem to have a kind of an alliance uh, and the other side of the house has noticed it. And so as much as Richard Sherman wanted to go home. I also think that it was a strategic decision to send Richard Sherman home and break up that. Basically, I, I think that Richard Sherman was the glue between, mm -hmm. like he was the mutual friend between Ronda Rousey and Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, that, that completely tracks because we get a lot more of Rhonda talking about how close uh, and, and Richard talking about how close he is with Rhonda and seeing them together where I think like Marshawn is like floating around socializing with other people a little bit more. Um, and so so you're saying that this could have been a weekend Rhonda um, because I, I've heard a lot of people say like Rhonda's here for the long haul. Like she's yeah. and, and also I I do need to speak to um, 
how I I uh, addressed what I thought was going on with Rhonda's social game last week, where I was like, I think she's isolating herself. I don't think she's getting along with people. I don't think she likes hanging out with people. And the show must have listened to me and said, okay, we need to show Jenny that Rhonda is very popular in the house and is very socially liked mm-hmm. and is having a great experience. But I... I still feel like we're like getting a lot of like she's hanging out with these two. They're mostly just working out together. But yeah, we did get some confessionals from other people saying that Rhonda is very well liked. So do you think that the the Richard uh, ex- extraction? Do you get extracted? Yeah, he got extracted. Not executed. That's he got extracted. Way more yeah. um, he was extracted. Do you think that that was in part to weaken i guess both ronda and marshawn but i think it's like more because i think that mar that ronda is more mentally tied to yeah i think ronda is a little bit more considered the threat than marshawn who is sort of just like out there i don't think that he's really thought of as like a serious contender he's there for a good time not a long time yeah (laughs) and it seems like that the other group uh it seems like certainly like tinashe Seemingly um, Adam, seemingly Ariel, maybe Portia as well. It feels like that that's the other side of the house. Yeah, I'm not clear. Like, you know, I'm seeing like, you know, little like trust clusters and like little pods of people that Mm -hmm. are like friends. But like, I'm still not super clear on like whether that's all one big group or like, you know, if there's like subgroups of this because there, there was like a few weird interactions where I'm like, is this person closer with this person or this person? I do enjoy that we're starting to get social dynamics that are beyond mm-hmm. uh, this person did the most work in the challenge. Like, I do enjoy that we are getting and and, you know, it sucks to lose Richard Sherman. But if it was ultimately a social move. Um, to advance the the strategy of this game that we didn't know is a game that has no prize. That yeah, I'm can happy. you win a game that has no outcome, like no prize? Um, is there a winner? Well, Will there be a winner? I mean, at you the get end of stars on badges. Mars? You get badges, but <laughs> can you, you win stars on Mars? I know there's no prize, but can you win? Brightest star in the galaxy, Rob. Brightest Put that star on in the your galaxy. Twitter bio. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Let's talk about what happens here in this episode. And from yeah. early on, we start to get the Richard Sherman is uh, not having it. Uh, Richard Sherman uh, thinks he might have space madness, Jenny. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. Like, is space madness? It's like you go into some sort of psychosis in in space. Um, or I, I assume that that's what he means. But he's... He's saying the space madness is being caused by like the sitting around and then Mm -hmm. it just like puts him in a bad mood. Um, Whereas like I like do you think like space like is there something to do with the gravity situation that has like sucked his life force out? (laughs) Because he really did just seem sucked of his energy. No, I do think that they actually are on Earth's gravity. So I don't think that the (laughs) gravity uh, is... That's why they have to work out. We keep on getting the the, the cab lady uh, voice saying like, it is important to work your muscles. The the gravity is impacting the elasticity. I don't know what she says. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Is it possible that Tallulah was like keeping Richard Sherman pumped oh. up? Do you think that there was a line like a like a domino effect of like life force mm-hmm. and like Tallulah was like 
she was the brightest star in the galaxy at at her peak. And she was like giving energy to like that side of the hab. Maybe. And so Tallulah falls. Richard feels weakened. And now, you know, he he's waning in energy. And now that's starting to filter down to your Rhonda, to your Marshawn. And we're going to see that continue. Yep. Once to go Tallulah on went home, it was all over. Who knew that that would be the uh, the one thing that set this in motion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she was a power uh, plant that was powering so many of our uh, prospective astronauts. Literal plants like in the bio. Watch out for that. Not flammable. All right. This is my favorite part. uh, Favorite thing from the episode, Jenny. Um, So Portia is talking about how that she dreamed that there was a dog. She kept hearing a dog and people are like, boy, Portia, what are you talking about? This is this is cuckoo bananas. You have space madness. What are you talking <laughs> about? This is a dog. Madness. You are just like having vivid dreams. Um, yeah. And then, sure enough, we get like a Boston Dynamics dog to run out. Now, was the dog <laughs> barking from? You know, like, what? What do you think? Oh. Was, was, was like, were they sort of like teasing that the dog was coming and it was barking okay. and Portia could hear it, or? Do you feel like that Portia dreamed about the dog and then they hurried and <laughs> they got whipped the it dog. up yeah. really quick? Because if they like, if, get a Boston Dynamics dog down here now. <laughs> well, here's the thing is like, you know, the the story itself is like one of those things that happens uh, like on these shows where they're like, you know, all sharing rooms. They're sleeping away from home. They're probably having like weirder dreams. So these are just the things that people talk about when they're in a situation where they're all having to like cohabitate and like they're mm. hearing each other like sleep talk and stuff. So like the the talk of the, oh, I heard a dog and it was barking and I heard that it's nails on the thing. Like that's something that could easily happen. But... would they be able to pick up on that and be like, this is going to be a great storyline. Let's get a robotic dog. No way they could get the dog there that quick. I think that they were like breadcrumbing Porsche. Yeah. They, they basically were like setting her up. It was only in her pod where like the, the speaker in her own sleep pod Mm -hmm. was the only thing that had the rough, rough um, and whatever like nails on the floor that she Mm -hmm. heard. Um, And they unleash this robotic dog the next morning I into the house. I love the dog. It was amazing. The dog barks um, and it goes arf, 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 yeah. arf. <laughs> it's, it has the energy of Richard Sherman when it comes to arf, the bark. Arf, arf, arf. Uh, But arf, this thing arf. is creepy. Now, Jenny, you're not a black mirror yes. person, right? No, I'm not. Yes. No, I don't. I don't love spooky. Yeah. And, there, so um, there is an episode yeah. of Black Mirror uh, that, you know, uh, anybody that's seen that episode can never forget when they see one of these dogs uh, where these dogs have like run amok uh, and they I think they have like a gun on them also. Oh, um, I don't like so, that. Don't um, make dogs scarier. Yes. Like, dogs are cute and fun. Don't put a gun on them because now I'm afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> but I love this dog. This was an emotional support dog for the yes. for the Hab. Yeah. So that this is their emotional support dog, and they're also um, they're supposed to take turns to look after it. So it's a new <laughs> responsibility for but them. What do they have to look after? They had to walk the dog. They had like, to walk why? it. Why? I 
I don't know. A lot of the the tasks they do are just fake. Like, remember when they were taking blood pressure last mm-hmm. week? Like, uh, I don't even know if plants are real. Yeah. I, like at this point, I'm questioning everything. I, I don't were know real if any of these at tasks. one point. Yeah, um, yeah we did but... see the dog defecate metal at one point. Yes, that was very funny. So we had this like it was like after a commercial break or whatever. Yes. And I love that the show does this. Like it just like inserts these like little scenes where it's like laughing at like, mm-hmm. you know, just like having a little fun. Um, And so the yeah, we get like a return from commercial and like, you know, it's like a close up of like the little dog feet um, on like the the Mars floor um, and then it stops and squats and then little bolts come dropping out. Like mm-hmm. it's an extreme close up. So it's just metal, but you know what's, what's happening here. And then just like a pile of bolts come out of this, this robot dog. And Rob, this was like foreshadowing, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> did foreshadow uh, the fecal matter that we were going to see later on in the episode. Were there episode. hot dogs in mixed in with the metal? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the bolts kind of look like a hot dog, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, this would be um, great if your dog pooped metal because you could just have like a magnet oh, uh, to clean so, up. Yeah. After. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like have like a long, like a uh, magnetic stick and mm-hmm. just like pick it up. Mm-hmm. That would be so much easier. Yeah. Definitely would not be wet, warm, and mushy. Um, uh, but yeah. And they named the dog too. The the dog's name is um Marisha. Marisha. Because they're on Mars. Okay. That's where that came from. But, but the funny thing was is that like it was Portia who summoned the dog, whether that was intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she immediately does not like this dog because it's like chasing her and it's terrifying. It's not as cute as a real dog. Yeah. It's a robot. So I understand they're on Mars. What is Marisha? What was combined with Mars to just, make Marisha? Just, I think they just said Mar. They didn't even do Marza. Mm-hmm. And they just added Isha to make it more of a name. Okay. I think that's all. I think that's really all of this. Listen, they have space madness, Rob. They have space madness. (laughs) Who can blame them? Who can blame them? Okay. Jenny, the stars on Mars participants needed to come up with a new base commander. Uh, That was a big deal early on Mm -hmm. in the episode. Uh, We see people talking about it. Some people think they want uh Tanache to be the new uh person but also there's some talk about uh Ariel. Yeah, so this is an interesting thing and this is why I'm like not fully sure like what this the full social dynamics of the the hab is at this point because I feel like Adam is like playing hard because he's in good with Tanache and like they they talk and she's like talking to him about how um you know, she feels, um, well, she talks to, first of all, she talks to Lance and he thinks that she'd be good. And then she talks to, um, to Adam and he seems, um, you know, like supportive of her being the the next Mm -hmm. base commander, but they talk a little bit about how like, um, Tanache is like soft-spoken. Um, but then it's like, but he's like supportive and he's like, yeah, no, I think you'd be a great base commander. And then like cut to, Adam you know going really to Ariel. Yeah. yeah. Being like, she's loud, her voice, like, she's a great communicator. Like, this needs to be, she's small, she's going to get everyone whipped. This needs to be our next base commander. And, like, then he kind of starts this, like, 
uh, campaign for Ariel to be. And I was like, whose side are you on, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you playing both sides. Um, so, yeah, that it's it, these these two become the main names. And then yeah. they decided to do like a, an actual vote again. Yeah. With okay. paper. Ultimately, Tanache is the new base commander. Marshawn Lynch yeah. does not want to give up the bedroom, Jenny. He was able to keep it one week after he became the base commander when Tallulah was yeah, Tallulah out. Was, yeah, she was all about staying in the main room and she did not. I think she was just like, I I don't I want to make him an, an enemy of uh, Marshawn Lynch. Like, I'll just let him have the, he, this means a lot to him and it doesn't mean that much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the big thing where it's like, we're just going to let this man keep the bedroom every week. And so, you know, we get like Portia saying like, okay, this is Tanache's like first test. Can she be the one to get Marshawn to get out of the, uh, you know, the base commander suite? Yeah, it ended up not being that difficult, right? No, it was so weird. The conversation was like Tanache just comes up to him and is just like, okay, like, uh, you know, what do you think about getting out of the the suite? And then like they just show us. A, a scene of them walking into the room together and she's like oh this is sweet and then he just goes take care of my room and walks away mm-hmm. and then and then everyone had the same reaction we did we're like how did this happen so do you think he was just like making a big stink like just waiting to see how long people would just like let it go but if anyone actually like came to him and said, no, I really, really want it. He was just going to be like, okay. Yeah, I don't know what kind of jurisdiction he has to squat on the uh, base (laughs) commander bedroom. It does seem as though that then he doesn't take an actual bed. He is sleeping on the couch in sort of like the common area, which I think that is also frowned upon, but he does not seem to be wanting to give up that spot. I'm guessing he must just like privacy... um, while sleeping because I can't imagine those little couches he's sleeping on are like more comfortable than the little, because like, yes, they are like in a big common room, but they have like privacy, like, yeah, but maybe he's like claustrophobic. Oh, maybe that's it. But you could have the probably the thing open. But even you think even just being enclosed. Even he's if also no like, opening, I mean, um, he's, I don't big. Know, he's yeah. a bigger guy. Yeah. I don't know if he like how tall he is, but, you know, I think he's it's, probably he's like, like stout and wide. Um, so yeah. I don't know if he necessarily that's uh, like might be not a, a comfortable fit for Marshawn. Yeah, I I don't know. I just to me when he's sleeping in this like little like living area where there's mm-hmm. like a couch he's and couch there's no one else. Now. Maybe I just thought like, oh, like, well, there's no one else around this area. So I have at least like somewhat of a private sleeping mm-hmm. space. It seemed like that the because bathroom was actually the biggest deal for Marshawn. I definitely think mm-hmm. maybe he maybe he cut a deal with Tanache where he's maybe like he still use the bathroom. He's like, um, I have like bathroom veto uh, mm-hmm. rights or something. And you better not let Lance use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so um, we get to see a little bit more of Rhonda in the garden. Uh, Rhonda seems to have like a really green thumb. Um, she is like talking with Richard Sherman about how you have to speak positively to the plants. Richard Sherman is even speaking uh, kindly to the plants. <laughs> I mean, she was a good influence on him, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, like this is this is her safe 
place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, this is, and that's what I was saying. I, I thought she was just hanging out in the biodome like at all times and not speaking to anyone. But apparently she is doing other things. She does those She's things. working out with Richard and Marshawn as well. Yes. Okay. Um, so we're going to have a big incident, but one other thing before we get to this week's big incident on the Mars habitat, um, Ariel is talking about her experience as a child actor. Oh, yeah. Um, and Rhonda is like, oh, like, what, what, why made, what made you go into this? She's like, I don't know. I was four and I didn't have a good experience. Like, oh. She said it was rotten. And then she was Awkward. like, I didn't. I couldn't really follow exactly what she was saying, but she kind of like was saying like, well, it really depends on how your parents are. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell if she was saying like bad things about her own parents or if she was like saying, suggesting that it could have been worse uh, if her parents were not as good as I they were. And it was like kind I, of vague. I got the sense that she was actually talking about how bad her parents were. Like that's what, that was how I read it, but she didn't say it so outright that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is very like spicy that this is like, is this a well-known thing? Are her parents watching stars on Mars and being like, oh, I had no idea that we traumatized you by forcing you into acting at, at age four. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that this is a news? I feel so bad for Ariel because so she seems like a lot of her her stuff is about like her confidence and like she's she talks a lot about how she because everyone's like you're an actress like you can speak you're a great communicator and she says a lot of like she is not comfortable speaking as herself and being herself um and I'm like oh my gosh that's like I feel like that's like kind of like sad um, and and kind of dark. Uh, And then what really frustrated me about, you know, her situation and like it's it's very tricky because when you're someone that's like, you know, kind of like talking outwardly about like your confidence and like maybe playing down like, you know, your your skills or whatever, like people are going to underestimate you. And like, maybe that sometimes is great. But what drove me crazy and I found it so relatable was when they did the vote for base commander and it was, and there was like this, you know, kind of campaign for Ariel to be the base commander. And she talked about all of this stuff. And then ultimately it was Tanache. And then like, everyone was like so patronizing to her being like, Oh, it's okay. She'll get it eventually. Like talking about her while she was still sitting there. Like, I just felt like it was one of those things where it's like, they feel bad for you, but then they like kind of are, you know, like treating you with kid gloves and like talking about you Mm -hmm. like, oh, you'll get it someday. Don't worry about your, you did great. You did so good. And your time is coming, sweetie. Like, I, I don't know why I zeroed in on that immediate. I I didn't even catch that. Oh my God. I don't know. Maybe it just like it unlocked some of my own trauma mm-hmm. where like, were you a child actress, Jenny? I mean, I was, I did dabble in the dramatic arts, oh. but I was not an actor. I did not actually have any professional work, mm-hmm. but, um, I did do like, I was a drama kid, but, um, I think it's more so just like that. I encounter people, uh, and I, I definitely do like kind of play dumb sometimes um I'm underestimated in my life sometimes and I find especially because I'm a sensitive little baby that sometimes you get the little kid glove and oh Jenny you know you did so great it's okay and I'm like well don't talk to me like I'm a baby and I just felt 
Like that was what was happening there. And I'm like, that can't be good for her either. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I just hope that she's okay. And I hope that she came out of this experience with, it does seem like she is gaining confidence from this, but I I'm very curious about this story because I know nothing of her work before. You're going to find like a podcast interview. She did. There's got to be something, right? Like, I mean, she's she's out here on Mars, you know, basically mm-hmm. insinuating her family, like forced her into acting at four and kind yeah. of like probably she's trying to run so. away from her family to go to Mars. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, it's not actually about being. Yeah. Or maybe maybe she like uh, Ronda Rousey always wanted to be an astronaut and like. This is like, like a particular no, you're thing going, she's not forced uh, into acting. You're going to be part of the Dunphy family. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Mars. No, no. <laughs> you're going to Hollywood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that it ultimately was a very good episode for her. But I just saw like they, you know, she's little and she's definitely like talking outwardly about her confidence issues. And I just think that people are maybe taking advantage of that a little bit. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just me. That's just me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jenny, we had a big disaster on the oh uh, the base this week. Um, and Not the dog pooping bolts. No, <laughs> no. Uh, there was a big fire in the biodome. Now, I don't really know what went on fire in the biodome. Uh, which of the plants went on fire? So they showed like... Um, some sort of electrical sparking okay. like from above. So maybe like the lights are were, like that was what it was supposed to be was like some sort of electrical fire took mm-hmm. place. And because there was so much, um, you know, uh, plant life in there that could like catch a forest flame. fire. Sure. Yeah. It's literally a wildfire like mm-hmm. within, you know, the hab It's yeah. actually yeah. Pretty, okay. yeah, close to home. All Mars, right. so, they're just like us. They're just like us. Uh, <laughs> and so, a quick, as a fire, everybody evacuate put your suit on like this is not a good situation where it's like um like there's a the the hab is on fire go out onto the surface of mars where it's safer (laughs) what which like of course this happens like right as they're going to sleep for the night Mm -hmm. the the fire alarm goes off like they you know they plan this perfectly um you know like when the fire alarm goes off like you know and you're sleeping like I live in a condo building. There have been times where like the fire alarm will go off at like five. It happened at 5 a.m. one time on Phil's birthday. Um, and, you know, you're like, oh, God, and you're like disoriented and you are trying to get out as quickly as possible um, and just put on whatever clothes you can. Uh, imagine <laughs> the fire alarm goes off and you now have to put on this very involved, heavy, like spacesuit. <laughs> like they have to put the helmet on. They have to zip up their whole thing because you can't go out into the Mars floor yeah. without it. Like it's so ridiculous. And it's like the, the voice is like increasing like urgency, like, 
you know, uh, like evacuate immediately. Explosion is in, is imminent. And like, you're like having to put your little space suit on yeah. like your helmet. Well, the good part is that even if you didn't get your space suit on exactly correct, you weren't going to die. No, because it's Australia. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so they go outside and Richard Sherman has had it at this point. There's an explosion. <laughs> Richard Sherman is like, all right, check, please. Yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him mm-hmm. because he was already and he warned us too. I'm pretty sure in like earlier in the episode, he basically said he's not in the mood today and that like they if, better the, not if be something goes wrong, yeah. <laughs> he's he's out the house by the end of the day. He did warn us. And I mean, ultimately he did last the day. He did but- warn us, uh, but it was kind of a false warning because something will go wrong every single day on stars on Mars. Like that's it's kind point. of built yeah. that way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know if he knew, maybe he thought they would have days off from things Down going days. wrong. Right. Um. Okay. So Jenny, there's a problem uh, with the biodome uh, message from shaddy daddy. It says uh, they have to, repair the biodome. Uh, And this is going to be a two-part process. Part number one is they have to send a mission, uh, a group out to go duct tape the biodome closed. Yeah. And it's just like one of those like, um, like geometric sphere type, like, you know, like during like COVID lockdowns, like people would like build, like restaurants would have like have wine in the, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? I'm yeah, like sure. Okay. I was like, is this like a thing that I'm not explaining? Mm-hmm. About? It's like literally one of those. Um, but it's like not see-through. It's just like, like some sort of white sheet like or a tarp. something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a tarp, but like in a geometric shape. Um, and they, they simply need to duct tape it because um, they have you to can't protect duck it. <laughs> you can't duck it. Um, you need to protect the plants from um, radiation, radiation exposure, of course, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's the first part of the mission. Um, and then the second part will be that uh, they have to replant the crops that have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once the once the atmosphere is intact and there's no more yeah. radiation exposure. And they had exactly 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Uh, they're dead. Uh, 25. Uh, that's fine. Yes, it's it's that simple. It's that one minute. <laughs> one minute makes all the difference here yeah. when it turns. Uh, when we're talking about radiation in the soil, and so, um, and the clock started from like starting now. Like they didn't have their suit on. Yeah, it was kind of sudden. Um, I really thought that they were not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I, we 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 did skip over the fact that Tanache picks um, Ariel as the mission specialist. Yes. So the two of them are back in the hab um, directing, and then there's like four people for the first phase. So there's the ladder crew, and so there's like two people that climb the ladder to do the taping and then there's two people that hold the ladder like they really make this very basic mm-hmm. so it's going to be Portia and Lance that are climbing the ladder and doing the taping and Richard and Marshawn will hold their ladders respect or, yes uh, and Richard yeah. Sherman was not happy being a ladder holder no, I think maybe he just felt like his talents were mm-hmm. were wasted there um I don't know what, but do you think that what, what do you, do you think that he'd want to do the other tasks that came up? 
Rob? No, no you I think, think he that he wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, I think he probably wouldn't have liked any of these things. Yeah. So they send the crew out to go and tape up the uh, hole in the biodome. Um, mm-hmm. They need to like cut the tape. Marshawn Lynch, um, <laughs> that he uh, says that he grabs a rock and he says that they could uh, cut the tape with a rock. And you get the clip of the scissors on the ground mm-hmm. and and just march on like, you know, insisting we just use the rock. It's mm-hmm. the rock is right there. Let's just cut the tape yeah. with the rock. Like, how sharp is this rock? I, it's not very sharp. I wouldn't think. Uh, also, Marshawn Lynch had to drive the Mars rover, which was also pretty cool. The Marshawn rover. Marshawn rover. He's doing really good. Uh, there was like imaginary rap music. Like they yeah. inserted the rap music for the show, but like he was not dancing to anything in in, in the actual scene. I'm sure of it. Like, mm-hmm. but it was very fun. Like that's the thing is like they're having fun with the editing of it. I'm enjoying sure. that. Um, and I feel like this uh, feud between Marshawn and Lance is like still building. Like they have like a fun little feud because. Yeah, with Lance, because I think that it was the two of them that were arguing about the rock versus the scissors. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know that um, rock beats scissors. Oh, rock beats scissors. Is that the logic? Yes, and then paper is what the biodome is made out of. So Okay, so... What's tape? But the the paper... So, scissors but then beats the rock, tape. The, tape beats the paper. The rock would be no match for the biodome then. Yeah, um, rock would go maybe right through. That's, that's paper. So paper would wrap the rock and I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's everything. why it's, it's challenged. But, yeah. uh, um, that might've been his rationale though. Like is like, uh, have you ever played rock, paper, scissors? The rock is better than the scissors. So we're going with the rock. Mm-hmm. So Jenny, we are ultimately going to get mission, mission phase one completed. They stabilized the pressure, but now we get to yeah. mission phase two. Uh, and phase two involves sending people into the biodome where there was a fire and they are going to have to uh, review the burnt plants. Rhonda is not going to be happy. Uh, And then they're going to have to transfer solid septic waste from the septic tank (laughs) and then fill up some sort of uh, 96 cups of waste from the septic system and then add it to the soil and replant the soil. Yes. So there's simulated human waste. They, yes. they did let us know it is simulated Re- human waste. Yeah. Uh, not since <laughs> jury duty have we uh, gotten to talk about simulated human waste. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> yes. Too bad James Marsden um, wasn't there. Uh, stars, yeah. the stars on Mars. Uh, stars on Mars in that maybe he could have come in and like use the like the base commander bathroom and then yeah. uh, had like a big bowel movement. And they could have used a Mars bar mm-hmm. or, you know, is that sure. a thing in America? OK. Yeah. yeah. OK. I don't know. We have like chocolate bars that you guys don't have. And oh, then, I like, know. Vice versa. So I wasn't sure if Mars was a Canadian thing, um, but but they could have literally had the Mars bar because it was literally like that was what it was. in yeah. Dude, it was like some sort of like Snickers or something mm-hmm. um, disgusting. This was much more liquid. So the, so the yeah, the concept here is that there is a septic tank. They need 94 cups of this human waste to be transported over to be mixed with. 
yeah. Martian soil. Okay. Now, the first <laughs> first thing, okay, um, first sign that this is fake. Um, first, they've been there five days. Uh, no way. There's 94 <laughs> cups of waste in the septic tank. Like, and not just like 94 cups of waste. Like 94 cups of like diarrhea. <laughs> And all they've eaten is corn. <laughs> yes, yes. They've literally been loving purely on corn. Do you think anybody who's listening didn't watch the episode was like, wait, what? What now? What's happening? I yeah. think there's probably at yeah. least one. Yeah, person. they had to go into the septic system and fish out 94 cups of waste. Yeah. For fertilizer. Waste. And here's the thing, Rob. Like you said, this clearly fake it's been five days this is not real mm -hmm. um they did like the the show does tell us it's simulated human waste but <laughs> they did their best to make this super realistic very realistic because apparently this smells vile very bad <laughs> yeah and now all of this i think is like the writers of the show said, okay, well, we're going to send people to Mars. What are they going to do? And of course, you know, the Matt Damon film, <laughs> The Martian, famously, the only thing anybody remembers is that he had to, he had no food and he had to grow potatoes out of his own poop. And you so Stars on Mars said, said we, are, <laughs> we are going to recapture the magic of The Martian. That, I'm sorry, that's just science, Rob, mm -hmm. okay? So they're just keeping it scientifically accurate that everyone on Mars at some point needs to grow potatoes. You need to recycle your poop. own poop, yes. Yeah. And you can only Very grow important a potato to the mission. in poop. <laughs> potatoes specifically thriving in that shit, mm -hmm. you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, Ron goes to work. Uh, also, I was a little appalled by the lack of gloves uh, throughout most of this. I feel like that they could have. I would put my space suit back on. Yeah. I mean, does it slow you down at this point? Are I don't you care. just so separated from like how? I don't know. Like, we see how. You're you're you have a time limit here. They they're given 30 minutes to complete this phase of the mission. Um or what was gonna happen? I don't know. Or what? We already sealed uh, the the biodome. The radiation. We need these meaningless patches, Rob. Mm -hmm. We need For our scouts patch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. they're going to work. Rhonda is uh shoveling the poop. And um in the meantime, Natasha has to uh, work on uh, taking care of the charred plants with Adam, but she can't stop gagging. Yeah, yeah. The smell of this uh, septic waste is just killing her. And she, like, I will say everyone was gagging, but Natasha basically says, like, once she, she said it did smell like vomit and poop, which... Mm -hmm. We've had this debate on this very podcast. What what is worse? Yeah. Um. I think if you get both, that's definitely worse. <laughs> if yeah. it smells like both vomit and poop, not a great time. Mm -hmm. Um. And she said that once she starts gagging, she can't stop, can't and it stop. seemed to be true. <laughs> seems to be true. And I hated this because I also I'm one of those people like just the sound of someone gagging will kind of get me going mm -hmm. um in a bad way yeah uh and i was like oh and i couldn't i couldn't even smell the, the smells they were smelling but like the visual and 
watching her like audibly gag over and over again. I was like, oh, vile. Yeah. Hated it. Adam, who's also working on feeding the soil, the <laughs> the nutrients, the nutrients of, right. of their uh, he seemed to notice that boy, the people in the habitat seem to have been eating a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, he said, Base Commander, there's a lot of hot dogs in this shit. Mm-hmm. Which also Tom was so, so Tom was helping Rhonda with the retrieving of the of the waste. Um and at one point he said, Did we have chili? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which it did like there was like chunks of tomato it did actually look like a terrible chili um but like so much corn and i guess hot dogs like just cut up like whole hot dogs cut up hot dogs mm-hmm. it's really disgusting yeah. do you think that there was anything added to this that was actually um meant to smell like poop or vomit or was it just the combination of these like food products that they put together no, I, I think amalgamated probably to um, because uh, I know like Nathan for you like they uh, he when he made the, the poop flavored ice cream like they're actually like our like get the, chemicals yeah. like food chemicals that you can buy get yeah like the Harry Potter um, like jelly beans that you can yes. get too that like taste like boogers or whatever mm-hmm. and like poopy yeah i don't know is that one of them is one of them i poopy? don't don't know magic don't poopy? know i don't know don't ask me yeah cosmic poopy yes um <laughs> yeah and yeah adam was really fun this episode he's like i'm spilling diarrhea on myself <laughs> yeah he is actually very funny uh and yeah. tom schwartz you know he's not going to be in the bottom three and this was like uh no big thing for him because yeah. I guess when you deal with uh, pieces of uh, ish all the time, like Tom Sandoval, oh. this is nothing. He's used to all it. All in a day's work. All in a day's like, work. I'm handling shit on the daily. Have you seen my friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. But p- he did say, he, yes. calls it, he said his role is Frank Shovel's shit. Okay. What is that? Is that a thing? Is that a reference? I don't I, understand. Not the one that, that I know. Or does he mean Frank because there was hot dogs in the poop? No, so I, it was like Frank's, like maybe, Frank's burger. Maybe. <laughs> um, and so they have to plant the potatoes and mission is complete. They did it. Yes. I was I was really worried for Natasha during this whole thing. But this is where you saw good leadership from um from I think it was Ariel specifically who at one point noticed that Natasha was basically vomiting and not contributing to the pouring of the fecal matter and said, "Uh, Natasha, you're not doing anything. How about you go cut these potatoes? We're going to need those eventually. Like it's a good job. Kind of like re Yeah. yeah. Instead of just standing there gagging, like let's shift you away from the poop and you can just cut some potatoes. Okay. And so the (laughs) teams have to take out the trash uh, and then uh, Shaddy Daddy comes in uh, and it's time to do the merit badge ceremony. Now, and it's an interesting like flip whether they complete the mission or not complete the mission. Mm -hmm. When they complete the mission, it's like, okay, now it's like the bachelor of like, who is like who gets a badge? Who is mission critical? Yeah. And then it's sort of like a, a inversion when they lose the mission. Then it's like, all right, who are the people that were you know the least bad? Yeah, the least bad. <laughs> Save them. Yeah, yeah, 
it's like it's kind of the same process, but like just from a different vibe. And then also the the piece where um, you know, the base commander is still there making the decisions. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they had failed the mission, the base commander leaves and is is, you know, up for elimination. Um I I feel like does the order that they decide who's Mish Mish crit, like, does that matter? I don't think it matters, but I think that they do. It's definitely like whoever their friends are. Um, yeah, like, think, does it mean something to yes. like? Are people like upset if they didn't get picked first when they thought I, that I they don't know. did? Um, the best. So uh, <laughs> Ariel and Tanache, they are. They go right to Rhonda. Although the Rhonda is not really part of their group, so maybe it's uh, maybe it was who did the best. Yeah, Maybe I, don't, it was like I Ron, don't know. Rhonda was shoveling the most poop, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and I, you know keep her happy. I thought that you know it was between cause just the way that like it was edited. I thought that it was going to be between Adam or Portia for the first badge because mm-hmm. like Portia was like I like she she was the most mission critical on that portion of the. Um, mission where the the taping the important taping of the dome mm-hmm. um and I, I i mean Rhonda was doing work but adam adam was like adam did his whole part by himself where it was supposed to be him and natasha so i and he had a great attitude he was shoveling poop pouring it onto martian Good soil attitude. having a yeah. great time he was covered in hot dogs and corn and what have you not even wearing gloves Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was ultimately Rhonda that yeah and then it almost just seems like they went to the women first yeah was was this the the uh the recipe for uh the uh solid waste pasta with hot dogs ground beef and everything I found around the house it's like beef sauce (laughs) (laughs) oh the noises it, it honestly did look like JC's beef sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has the hot dogs. We know that. The hot dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, all right, Rhonda got saved. Then Portia got saved. Then Lance got saved. Lance. And Adam got saved. And for once, Tom is Mishkrit. Wow. He did it. He is finally not one of the worst people. Finally. Congratulations, finally. Tom. I will say many people confirmed what I what I felt about Tom Schwartz. Uh, we had lots of lovely uh, listeners basically say, don't worry, Jenny. Uh, Tom Schwartz is as bad as you think. He doesn't mm-hmm. deserve your, your grace. Um, but since then, it does sound yeah. like he has publicly severed his ties oh. uh, friendship-wise with, with Sandoval. So... Yeah. Well, I don't know. This is like his like he's trying to repair his image. Uh, he heard we were talking smack on the the well-regarded hit or quit. Podcast yes, yeah, highly regarded. Mars. Now, Jenny, the one <laughs> other thing that we brought up on last week's podcast that we got the most feedback about was, do you, do you know what it is? Oh, a crime, crime scene, scene kitchen. kitchen. Yes. We said last week, we were like, what the hell is crime scene kitchen? And, and the people love it. We were inundated with no, no. Yo, I'm it's not even joking. Crime scene kitchen is so good. We yeah. should quit like, should stars on Mars that? for crime scene kitchen. I don't know. If they, people are like, I don't mean, tempt listen, us with Mars, a good time. You're on, you might be not icy, but you are on thin ice because we might ditch you for crime scene crime kitchen, scene kitchen. oh wow the people came out 
to in droves to let yeah. us know how good this That's show like is. That's like we're dating somebody and then we cheat on them with their roommate of like, oh yeah, we're dumping <laughs> Stars on Mars for right a crime scene you. kitchen. Yeah, we leave Stars on Mars bedroom and we're like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom and just like hey. slip our way into the crime scene kitchen. For a little snack mm-hmm. <laughs> and murder. Yes. Apparently, there's no murder. It's yes. just crime yeah. scene kitchen. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so if you if you are wondering and thought, hey, maybe I'll check it out, the people say it's great. People say it's great. Um, they 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 spoke. We yeah, we got no less than like ten messages of like, no, yeah, crime scene kitchen is amazing. It's the best show on yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jenny. Yeah, bottom three. Her. It's Natasha. It's Marshawn. It's Richard. I kind of thought Natasha <sighs> was in trouble here. I thought so too, but I, I think I kept thinking back. To, well, I, we saw a lot of like um, Ariel and uh, Tanache talking about like how you know Marshawn is like he contributes, but even when he does contribute, like his he does it begrudgingly. Like he's not like he. He kind of is annoyed that he has to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we got a little bit of, like, foreshadowing that it could be him. But I kept going back to the beginning of the episode. And I was like, he, this man is over it. He, why did we get all of this stuff about Richard being bored and just annoyed about everything? But I think on paper, you know... If you ultimately did care about like who might be helpful in the missions, like I love Natasha. I love, love, love Natasha. And I'm so glad that she she stayed. But like overall, she hasn't been that helpful in anything. Like mm-hmm. she was she was base commander last week and she was like fine. Well, she, she, was, no, she was the mission specialist. Oh, right. Yeah, she was the mission specialist. So she ultimately was was safe and she was good at that. But like she hasn't like done very much um so i i think that if they were you know take the thing about richard like his heart not being in it out of the equation i think that you're probably getting rid of natasha there she spent the whole mission gagging Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and I thought that that was probably like you know if there was no like alliances or like protecting who you like the most you know, that might have been the move. She's well-liked. But I think, I mean, she's hilarious and fun. Like, you want that person around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even if they're just gagging the and, entire time. Yeah, and Richard Sherman's like, please, like, please send me home. Um, <laughs> Marshawn is incredible. Where I love when they do the thing where they're like, okay, you got to tell me, like, why were you mission critical? Like, why should you stay? And Marshawn just goes, I held that ladder like no one else could hold a ladder. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Especially when Richard Sherman says like, well, I feel like I've done my part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, and and that's it. He's just like, yeah, I've I've Mm -hmm. done what I need. I did my part. The part was holding the ladder. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're going to say. If we quit watching the show, I think we'll just be like, I think we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Yeah. We We saw what we we needed to to do on Mars. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We, you know, I'm proud of uh, what I've overcome. I've learned so much about myself. Yeah. That's, you know, I did what I needed to. I held enough ladders. Yeah. So Richard Sherman, he's going to get voted out. But the interesting part of this is that Rhonda is pissed. And that does oh, yeah. set the stage for potentially some interesting drama coming out of this. 
Yeah, she like I, I alluded to this earlier, where basically, you know, she, when they're still talking it through the decision, um, they they save Natasha first. It's down to Marshawn and um, Richard and uh, Rhonda's pissed. And she's like, one of them goes, the other's going to be right behind them. And then I'm probably going to be right behind them. I'm like, girl, are you telling them that if they vote out? One of your guys, the other one's going, and you're going right behind, and we're all quitting. And good no, luck with your mission. No, they're not quitting. Rhonda's Rhonda's worried, waited too long to get to Mars. That's true. This is her dream. This is her dream. But she's missing her kid too, so I don't know. She'll be Maybe, fine. She'll be fine. Like, do you think that it's one of those things where it's like, oh, look how much this broke Richard? Like, you know, he had to go home to his kids. Mm-hmm. I need to to. He's well. You know, maybe her sanity here for Rhonda. Maybe she'll have to bond with other people now that Richard Sherman is gone. I mean, we saw her bonding with Natasha, so maybe there is a relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I underestimated her. I thought that because she kind of has like resting miserable face. Mm hmm. Do you see that? Do you you know what I mean? I don't know if it's my place to say. uh, Okay. well, I mean, I just think that like. It's not RBS. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I just, it's not, it's not mean. It looks, she just looks like sad almost. It's almost like, like, um, like a pained kind of expression on her face where she's just like, you know, or she always just like smelled something bad. Maybe she constantly she smelling yeah. the septic waste. Maybe she has, she has like <laughs> some sort of like trauma after that. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. That might be it. But I, listen, this episode clearly outlined that she is well-liked in the house. So I stand corrected. Yeah. Although Sorry, I Ron. In the UFC, in the WWE, I bet you've smelled some stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like your face is like in that like sweaty mat. You've oh. smelled some stuff. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Do you want, is that a worse smell? Like um, probably sweaty- not, but... Like sweaty spandex. It's probably close. It's probably close. Yeah. Like that does not like mm-hmm. absorb sweat in a good way. I don't think so. It's probably just the disgust. Oh. All right. Is- <laughs> but Jenny, <laughs> that's, that's where we are right now uh, with through three weeks of Stars on Mars. Now, okay. I, I mentioned at the top of the show, Claim mm-hmm. to Fame is back next yes. week. I believe in the same time slot. Uh-oh. I know. Eight o'clock on Monday. What is going uh, on? Can we not spread this love out, love triangle that we are in I right know. now covering t- two celebrities shows potentially. Relatives same of celebrities. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Jenny, you're not ready to quit Stars on Mars, right? I mean, you I'm not. you accomplish what you want, set out to accomplish? I don't know that I have. I mean, I haven't like, I feel like Ariel, like, you know, I'm just starting to gain my confidence here. Like, what? when's my time to be base commander, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm having fun with it. And now I feel like they're, they've been kind of setting up that it's like, okay, there's, you know, now we're kind of like getting into like the strategy of it and like keeping people that are going to like put me in good roles and protect me. Yeah. And I think it could get interesting. Um, and even... You know, even if it's not super strategically interesting, I think the interactions between a lot of these people are fun. Um, I just think that it's maybe I have just my bars in hell. I don't know. I have been having Mars. Yeah. (laughs) Bars and Mars. I have been having a fun time with this. And this episode, I think, was better than last week. Yes, I agree. So I'm I'm at least interested in in seeing what it still has in the tank. So, Jenny, you you don't want to quit claim to fame, right? 
Oh, I'm on. I just so before I even start. Rob, it sounds come like on. we're 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 podcasting two shows next week. Listen, I mean, they're two shows that we would podcast about separately if they weren't occurring at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Look at this. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I like. I will, I will ride if you want to ride, Rob. Okay. Like I, at least, at least for now, while if stars and Mars starts to get really, really bad, then maybe it's a different conversation, but at the very least next week we have to, we have got the premiere of claim to fame and I, in the very least want to see what happens next week on stars on Mars. All right. People you got feel it. The same, right? Double dose of Robin Jenny next week. Wow. Claim to Fame episode one, Stars on Mars episode four. But Stars on Mars, you better bring it. Yeah, you're you, on you have competition. Yeah, you're in the Tom Schwartz zone of like you're in the <laughs> you you could be like a yeah. deemed not Mish Crit next week. You better start shoveling that ish. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, Rob, as long as you're like, do you feel good? How do you feel about this? No, I feel good. I, I, we, we can't quit on Stars on Mars yet. Uh, we got it's, we got to keep yeah. going. We got to cover we've, claim to fame next yeah, week. We've let's, gone further on way see. worse things. We're on a, we're on a crossroads <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. Let's see next week after talking about two different shows. If uh, you know, it's just if it's too much. If Stars on Mars I hope is they holding don't, our attention, the people don't get fatigue from me no like two podcasts with me on it no way get out of here okay well if you do please don't tell me okay all right (laughs) jenny anything else about stars on mars that you want to discuss tonight it's 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 silly it's fun there's a little bit of strategy um i'm i'm it's well edited it's like well put together uh If you want a fun light watch, check it out. I'm yes. having fun. I saw yeah. that you had been uh, catching some tweets from the reality club on Fox. <laughs> yeah, because some... I was talking about this last week, Rob, but yes. how they love posting the, like stuff from Special Forces Colin World stuff as test. Mm-hmm. And so they they hit me with the, you know, it was like just it was just a picture of Hannah Brown and Danny Amendola and it was just like when you're catch like <laughs> something about like when Bestie has the tea or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> and I I gave them a little engagement and they gave me a little engagement back I yeah. don't know yeah okay they're they're yeah. excited what up yeah, spilling tea box? with my Bestie yeah, Danny that's Amendola you and, I, every and week. Brown yep <laughs> what's us on hit or quit yes okay <laughs> uh they were uh you know i was gonna gonna go a long way to get to a brown joke uh oh, but no. i'm not gonna not going <laughs> it wasn't to. even really brown to be mm-hmm. honest it was like kind of like yellow it was yeah. really gross. well it's interesting <laughs> jenny on the reality club on fox header mm-hmm. um it's uh like there's there are five faces for the okay. reality club on Fox. Uh, one of them is Hannah Brown. One of them is Gordon Ramsay. One of them is Lance. Lance. Ooh, is that foreshadowing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Hannah Brown was our, sorry, spoilers for uh, Special Forces Colon World Stuff is Test. If you didn't listen to the series, uh, does that, Hannah Brown was the winner. Do we get Lance as the brightest star in the galaxy? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because... I don't know. Okay, where are the other two? Do you know the other two? Um, don't put me on the spot like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You. I thought you were going to list them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how, how about uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nisi Nash is one of them. 
I don't even know who that is. So mm-hmm. like, you don't even have to. I believe. Yeah, I believe uh, she is uh, the host of "Don't Forget the Lyrics." Oh, I feel okay. like the, yes, that I Fox has like four shows that are like exactly the same. As, yeah, they have like four shows with like Gordon Ramsay cooking stuff, and four shows with like, yeah. here's this song. What are the lyrics? Can you yeah finish the song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All weird. right, Jenny. Uh, well, this was a lot of fun. Of course, this is great. Um, programming note: We will have our first episode of Claim to Fame coming out. Um, we will have that. That will also be in its own podcast feed. Go to Rob's website slash fame feed for the Claim to Fame podcast feed, or you could hear us always in our Hit or Quit podcast feed at Rob's website slash Hit or Quit feed. Jenny, besides our two podcasts, anything else coming up for you? No, just uh. Enjoying the beginning of summer. Okay. And uh, Jenny all Autumn's these... around the corner. Yeah. No, we don't even go there yet. Let's enjoy Jenny Summer. Enjoy the summer. She's fun. She's going to do two podcasts next week. Wow. 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 Look at her go. Okay. Um, but you can follow me on uh, the social meds uh, <laughs> at Jenny Autumn. All right. And that's it. Jenny, great job here tonight talking about stars on Mars. Join us for the return of Claim to Fame coming up next week as well. Thank you for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.